and welcome back to my channel. If you're new here, my name is Cassie Amber and I'm a plant-based holistic nutritionist. I was just about to send out an email for my Beat the Bloat program and I was diving into intuitive eating and thought this would actually be an excellent YouTube video to expand on. And before we get into it, I just wanted to celebrate. This is my 50th podcast episode. It's the second episode back since the rebranding from Plant Powered to Unleashed, but 50 episodes all up. That is such an achievement when you look back and reflect on it. <laughs> so if you like videos about nutrition, wellness, business and lifestyle, then don't forget to subscribe and you can either watch the video on YouTube or head over to the Unleashed podcast if you prefer to listen when you're on your commute to work or cleaning or on your daily walk, things like that. You can also connect with me online at Cassie Amber with two underscore on Instagram and TikTok and let's get into the video. I'll make it a short one today. A little bit of an intro into why intuitive eating is so important to me. It's just all I've ever done. So throughout my whole nutrition journey, even with bodybuilding and things like that, I just don't like tracking food. And the part that always gets to me is like I can do breakfast okay. Like today I had a veggie bacon bagel, so it just has literally a bagel, some margarine, veggie bacon and some cos lettuce, literally so easy, like a few ingredients, cereal is easy, coffee is easy, but it always confuses me at night time when there's several ingredients that have gone into a dish or like different amounts or my partner makes the most amazing Mosaman curry and then I'll be like, oh my god, this is the best thing, like any girl would just dream of having this put on her lap right now. But then I'm like, well, I don't know exactly what in what went into it or what amounts of everything or like, say, if you look at the thing, it's about four serves. Like, I don't know. It's just so, so much work when it's like a thing in the moment like that and someone else has cooked for you or there's like several ingredients and it's like, I don't know. I just get sick of it. Like I've tracked food in the lead up to my comp and I just find that I'm sitting there at meal times, like entering in all the ingredients instead of actually enjoying the meal. So I've got a love-hate relationship with it. I'm going to do a video on whether or not tracking food is beneficial for you as well. But intuitive eating is literally how I've built my physique this whole entire time. And that's because I'm in tune with my body. I know it feels good. I know what doesn't agree with me well. And I find that a lot of people lose touch with their body's signals when they're just focusing on a meal plan. Like just hitting the macros exactly. I remember being in the changing room at my first ever bodybuilding show and a girl was in the changing room and said she would literally cut cashew nuts in half to make it the exact weight on the scale. And I, I don't know, like there's still things that it does help with, like I need to be eating more protein. So just developing that knowledge around food or seeing where things could be improved in your day and how you're fueling yourself, like there is definitely benefits of it. But I have literally lived my whole life just eating what I crave and a lot of the time yes it is healthy food because your body gets used to it and learns what feels good. So I'm a big believer in it and I think if you're trying to find middle ground with tracking you can kind of just track your calorie intake or try to hit a calorie goal and at least protein. Like I think you can kind of do carbs and fats interchangeably like without really putting such a focus or emphasis on it. And as long as you've got some fats in your meal and some carbs, like I don't think they really make a whole world of difference because even plant-based diets are naturally higher in carbs. And when I finished the show and I started eating way more potato, like I actually filled out more and got stronger. And like, I'm just looking bigger now that I'm eating 
more carbs and having more fats that will help you with your energy levels, with your focus, your hormones. You'll see it in your hair and your skin. So like as long as you're getting it, but I don't think you need to focus on the specific numbers and freak out if things are like a few grams over or something, especially if you're not in prep for bodybuilding, you're just a normal person trying to live. Like you don't need to be extremely strict all the time. So I like to try and teach people to tune back in with their body signals and listen to what it's trying to tell you. So the first point with intuitive eating is just learning to feel for what you need. So how does a takeaway pizza make you feel? This is what trips a lot of people up because they'll be, once they feel like they've got free reign all of a sudden after being so strict, they'll be like, yeah, well, this takeaway pizza makes me feel good. So as soon as you're eating it, yes, you're getting the dopamine and it tastes nice and your brain is thinking, yes, this is amazing. But half an hour after the meal or 15 minutes after the meal, how do you feel? Do you feel like really tired and sluggish? Are you starting to get bloated? Do you feel all the oils going down into your stomach? So yes, one part of our body might think it feels good, but it's about what our whole body thinks about it. And you can still definitely have soul foods. I definitely do that all the time, but it's about knowing the time and place. Like, are you overindulging in too many soul foods? Then you'll start to feel it and you won't feel your best. Or if it's just a thing here and there after you've been eating well all week and you're like, hmm, this really hits the spot and it's really nice just to have that pizza tonight. And that can be the end of the story kind of thing. So of course you can still have it, but it's just about choosing the time and the place. Number two is enjoying treats without letting it turn into a binge. We want what we can't have and that's why I'm not a fan of dieting or restriction or cutting out certain foods. So when you eat a treat food, say you've got a sweet craving and you go out and eat a donut, instead of thinking like, oh my god, why did I eat that donut and I've ruined all my progress, blah blah blah, and you're angry at yourself the whole day and you're like, man, I need to go for an extra walk tomorrow or extra cardio tomorrow to burn it all off. You're not even taking in the moment. You're just beating yourself up. So when you have a donut or whatever kind of food it is that you're craving, just sit there and enjoy every single mouthful. And do you know what that does? It makes the craving go away. So taste all the flavors, feel all the pleasure. Don't just scoff it all down and beat yourself up about it. By enjoying it, we can make the cravings go away because we truly feel satisfied. Number three is consider your body's natural set point. This is not a sexy word for the general population. Everyone wants lose weight fast, build muscle fast, how to get a six pack in two weeks kind of thing. We all want fast results or big changes, but your body's natural set point is your physique that you hold and the weight that you are when you are just nourishing your body and exercising exercising in a way that feels good. We often look up to people online and we forget that they may be bodybuilders and peak week, especially when we see all the photo shoots and things like that. And we forget that they've been through a grueling dieting process for the last three months. Most of them are doing an hour of weights a day, say five days a week, a cardio session a day for sometimes an hour, and some of them up to about 20,000 steps. I never achieved that when I was doing my peak week. I honestly would not have the energy, but that's like a whole entire a hike a day that's like three to four hours of exercise plus all the meal prep weighing everything out to the gram being so specific not going out with your friends having no social life no alcohol just being in your little zone of like eat exercise eat exercise sleep so 
when you see those photos online we often look up to them and then obviously with photo shoots they get edited we have the contrast brought out it makes the lines look more chiseled as well and doing all that in a day is not achievable for the average person say someone who like a lot of the bodybuilders are working full-time as well but a lot of them are self-employed and can set their own hours so they can have breaks in the day to do this and then do some more work and then go back at night time to the gym blah 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 so a lot of them do have full-time jobs as nurses and stuff as well and they're just making it work for that period of time which is incredibly energy taxing but for a normal person just trying to achieve a physique that they can be proud of and someone who's got kids without much help like if you don't have someone to take care of them or you've just got like a lot of responsibilities on your plate a lot of places to be so much cleaning to do there's just so many responsibilities achieving something like that you can either burn yourself into the ground to get there but are you going to be happy when you have that body are you even going to have energy to enjoy it or are you better off trying to find a way to find your body's natural set point so that it's just how you are and you wake up every day and you've got flow and if your workmates want to go up for lunch you can say yes and go and do that or you, your friends want to catch up for a wine in the weekend and have a nice little platter you can go off and do that or go to a festival and have a couple of drinks and listen to some music and enjoy a nice burger kind of thing that's balance that's lifestyle that's making time for the things that make us happy and you've got to think about if you achieve that extreme look like number one is it even possible for you or is it even going to fill the void of not feeling confident so a routine that you can maintain long term should feel in flow it should feel like you can stick to it easily and consistently over time it should make you feel good it shouldn't stress you out everything should just come with ease and yeah you've still got to push yourself to do things but it's all in the right kind of balance number four take the rules away from food i failed with this a lot during peak week when i was trying to cut carbs for the first time i failed badly so what they do is they do something called carb cycling where you cut it out for a couple days and then you feel like very depleted and weak and carbs also hold on to water as well so it like kind of drops it out of you and then you carb up right before the show so it fills out your muscles again to the right amount and this is done under like very controlled instructions from their coach that their coaches are checking in on them several times throughout the day i was just trying to do it on my own and i literally do not do well with rules and because Carbs help you sleep, so when you eat them, they increase a protein called tryptophan, which is related to serotonin and melatonin, which helps you feel happy and relaxed and sleepy. So when you have carbs on your plate at nighttime, people always think like, oh my god, carbs after 6 p.m. make you fat. But it's honestly not the case. If you have them, you're most likely going to have a better sleep and a deeper sleep, so you wake up feeling more refreshed with more energy to you'll work out better the next day just be more active and on your feet the next day not have cravings for really calorie dense foods or sweet treats or sugar or caffeine it's like people don't really see the bigger picture so i tried to cut out carbs and honestly i couldn't sleep sometimes i would lay in bed for five or five and a half hours and i'm just sick of laying there at this point so i'd get up and i'll just make bread and butter and take it back to bed <laughs> like the most plain flavor not even a spread on it and this just kind of threw me way off and I couldn't really control it but doing that peak week really gave me a lot of insight into what my clients would be experiencing if they're trying to do these restrictions and put these limitations on themselves so it was actually a really good learning experience
But when relating back to taking the rules away from food, I just like to think that I can have anything at any time. It's there if I want it. If I want a burger right now, I can just go across the road and get a burger. If I want anything, if I want chocolate right now, I can have it. And then it just takes away the feeling of needing to have it. The second I told myself, okay, like the diet is starting now, the calorie reduction is starting now, I drove across the road to the supermarket, I bought a pack of peanut M&Ms and I sat in the car and scoffed the whole bag before I could even drive home back across the road. When have I ever done binge eating? Never. <laughs> so yeah, it was a really good learning experience, but it's like the second we put a rule on something, it's all we can think about and we'll be at work like, oh my God, I can't wait to go home and have this thing. And we start sneaking food and like if you are tracking you are likely to not track it because you're like not even mentally taking it in kind of thing. So if you feel like you can have anything at any time, anything is available to you, you're less likely to go out and search for those foods that are going to stuff up your progress because you don't feel restricted in day-to-day -day life. And number five is just avoid mindless eating and snacking. There can be many reasons people do this, whether it's boredom, emotions, needing a quick burst of energy by reaching for the wrong types of food, or because their plate wasn't balanced enough at mealtime. So maybe they didn't eat enough vegetables and fiber, maybe they didn't have enough protein on the plate, maybe they just ate some kind of simple processed white crappy carb that just goes straight through, through them and doesn't provide them with enough energy. So try to be present and ask yourself why you're getting up to have something to eat. I definitely still have snacks when necessary. Maybe a muesli bar, a smoothie, maybe some apple with peanut butter or crackers and hummus, but just make sure it's for the right reasons. So did you get a proper night's sleep the night before? Have you eaten a balanced breakfast or a balanced lunch? Are you feeling super stressed? Are you sabotaging yourself? Think a uh, kind of a spiritual energetic way we can look at things is when I went to binge on the whole bag of peanut M&Ms, half of that reason is yet because I suddenly think they're restricted, but can it be self-sabotage because I don't think I'm worthy of winning the category and achieving that success? So subconsciously, that means that I would have to give up my current reality to reach the next level. So my habits and brain like do things like that to sabotage your success. So see if that relates to anything with you as well. Like if you're trying to achieve the body of your dreams, that means that you no longer have that problem. And this is coming into holistic weight loss and yeah, like spiritual things, energetic things. A lot of people don't really dive into that. They just see the surface level stuff like calories in, calories out. But to achieve that perfect body that you dream of, that means that you no longer have this issue of feeling not confident, feeling like you can do more of having this problem in your life that is a thing that you tell yourself all the time. To achieve that goal means you do reach the next level and do you even feel worthy of being that person? So does that mean because subconsciously you don't feel worthy or confident enough that you have that potential that you go out and actually eat these things to sabotage your success even though you want it to happen but there's so much more inner work that needs to come along with the physical healthy habits for it all to come into place at the end to create the end result. So yeah, that's kind of a deep topic and it requires a lot of self-awareness and diving deep into how you feel about yourself and different triggers and different traumas and things like that. But I do find that stuff all interesting, how it all relates to the bigger picture at the end of the day.
I've always taken an unconventional approach when it comes to health and nutrition. I love looking at the holistic side of things and seeing how everything is related and just seeing how whatever like the government tells us with marketing, blah, 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 it's basically always to do the opposite. And that's why I do plant-based nutrition and it helps you live longer, it helps prevent disease. And people say you can't build muscle on a plant-based diet and I'm literally proving everyone wrong. Just keep building my physique bigger and bigger year after year. I just like the challenge of it and like proving people wrong. I have just undergone a massive restructuring in my business and I'm opening up three one-to-one eight-week nutrition mentor slots. If that is something you'd be interested in to have someone in your corner, someone to back you, an accountability partner, guidance, someone to ask your burning questions to that are outside of your current circle. And that's what I really find helpful about coaching. I've got a business coach at the moment and say I've got a problem that's come up in my day. I don't need to go to my, well, I often do go to my best friend or my partner or I can ask your family about things, but sometimes it is nice just to have that person outside of your usual, usual circle. So when you're seeing your friends and family you can focus on the normal conversations that you want to have with them not asking them questions about all the stuff all the time or like chatting to them about your issues and your challenges blah 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 you can really have that space to be yourself be yourself with your loved ones and the ones you cherish and then just having someone where if you see something online you don't really know what the answer is because there's so much opposing information or you did slip up that day and you need help to support yourself through that investing in yourself has so many benefits so yeah I've got a business coach at the moment in the past I've invested in confidence coaching several times to dive deep into my childhood traumas and work through stuff with my past relationship my past housing situation and look at the deep deep ways we speak to ourselves and I've done previous personal development courses on really getting clear on your goals and visualizing your ideal day and like letting go of the thing and just focusing on how you want to feel and then that turning into your goal so it really does help you to up level so yeah I've decided to start opening myself up to one-on-one clients again if you are interested I'll put all the links in the description below otherwise don't forget to subscribe and connect with me online as well Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you liked this short and sweet episode and gained lots of valuable information out of it and stay tuned for next week. Thank you.